Hola y bienvenido al podcast de Kabam Maverick. Soy su anfitrión Jesse Matarazzo. Hello and welcome to Kabam Mavericks. I am your host Jesse Matarazzo and today we are going to break down the 122 to 117 win. That's right, you're listening to my voice, so that means we won against the San Antonio Spurs. Let's get it popping. Bruh, the Mavericks had a clincher against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, squeaked out a win, 122-117 to 117 in San Antonio. Uh, we really needed that win. We played pretty well throughout the game, but that fourth quarter, man, they came back and I was getting 2019-2020 uh, uh, vibes from the Dallas Mavericks. We were just, we lost the lead. We kind of fell apart at the end. We didn't have an identity offensively to get things together. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on. A lot of players played really well, but we had a really tight rotation. And we're on a back-to-back. Uh, this is the first night of a back-to-back. So it's going to be really interesting to see how we play against Houston tomorrow. Because uh, we a lot of our guys played a lot of minutes. It, it was... Uh, Really interesting game to say the least. I mean, we'll get into individual stuff in a second, but uh, Luca had a near triple double. Uh, Porzingis did, you know, early, early coming back. Porzingis things this is what you expect in his stat line and his play, but uh, he did play some sneaky defense. He did alter some situations there for people trying to get uh, in the paint. Um, I think that is, you know, if we would have had a maxi. And a KP there. I don't think San Antonio. I think we could have held the Spurs to under 100 points. Um, I really like my boy Josh Green. Now, obviously, his points don't show up in the stat line. Really, he's he's a good rebounder, though. Um, I think maybe he took a took a triple double from Luca, but we'll give him that. It's okay. Rook needs to get his confidence up. Uh, played good defense. He was a plus 14. We'll get into that in a second, but. Um, basically to go through the game, we kind of played it pretty well. First quarter, Luca had like, uh, in the first six minutes of the game had 11, four and four. So he was already in half, half a triple double territory early on in this game. And, uh, he had, he had, I think he had 30 points in the first half, really just on fire, uh, just getting whatever he wanted. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, he didn't really play a lot. Of the, he didn't play at all at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Came in around the uh, eight or seven mark. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't like him. I don't like Carlisle putting him in too late in the fourth because it takes him too long to get his rhythm. Uh, and that's when teams usually get that lead. He started to do that again. And I just, you know, had deja vu uh, with that strategy not working last year. KP played... Uh, poorly as a power forward and then played well as the main center. Uh, we saw a lot of that. That's just going to be the theme until Maxi comes back. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, hot and cold from KP if we keep with that strategy, but we really have no, uh, you know, we have no other option at this point. We're, we're depleted. Hopefully we can get somebody back tomorrow, but we will see with that. Um, defensive, uh, champ today, since we won, we have the defensive champ again, and that was Wesley Wundu. I um, maybe probably would have gave it to somebody else, but 
Uh, Uwandu did use a lot of energy out there. He he did some pretty scrappy things. Um, he had the Uwandu stat line, just like the Josh Green stat line, which is two points and four rebounds. Uh, that's just what they do. They they get two points and you know five or so boards, and uh, they just defend like heck out there. So. You know, it is what it is. We really need Jay Rich back. I think we're a completely different team with Jay Rich and Dorian Finney-Smith there. There's so many open threes. Uwundu getting a wide open three that you know DFS would have just drained. Um, and th- there's just some things. I mean, no disrespect to Uwundu. He's just, I mean, he's not a starter. He's playing way more minutes than he should. Uh, he, he didn't start in this game either, but... He definitely wouldn't get twenty four point or twenty four minutes in a game uh, going forward. I, I don't see him when our wings get back. I don't see Wendu getting really much play. Uh, hopefully, Josh Green gets more run, but he had less minutes than Wendu, even though he started. Um, and then, you know, uh, I. Willie Cauley-Stein did some things, but he also did some bad things. And I don't know. I don't want to bash Willie Cauley-Stein. I think maybe he's not used to playing this many minutes and this much time on on the court recently. He hadn't played a lot last year. Uh, shortened offseason. Um, I think energy is sort of a um, question mark. Intensity is sort of a question mark with him. I think he does play well in certain uh, spurts. This is by far his worst plus minus ever as a Maverick that I can recall. Um, but uh, he did have, you know, uh, you know, a, uh, for 15 minutes, he did have a very respectable stat line. Um, the thing for me was Luca was getting killed and uh, getting to the basket. He was getting fouled every time down. They did not call any fouls. He only had six attempts a day. Uh, although on the other side, DeRozan had 16 attempts. So the refing was a little sus tonight. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that, and I don't want that to ever happen again. But, you know, it's the Mavericks. We're never going to get calls. It is what it is. Um, but Luka really did come with the mid-range game tonight. Had some really good mid-range stuff. Uh, got some glass action tonight. We got some Luka... Uh, turnaround fadeaway glass action in the closing minutes to really keep this um, on our side towards the end of the game. Really like that. It came down to the wire, and then uh, we were able, able to pull it out. It, it looked bleak there. It was a time where we were up uh, 110 to 100 or 111 to 100, and the Spurs came back, and uh, it was... I believe 112 or 113 to 111. And then, um, it, it, you know, it was a one-possession game. At the very end of the game, we lost a big lead. And you're starting to think to yourself, oh, is this is this last year's Mavericks coming back? Um, and then, you know, we, we got some defensive stops. Uh, Luca got a, a nice, you know, he dribble-drived. Uh, backed his opponent up, turned around, and uh, you know did a nice little fadeaway kiss off the glass that was just beautiful. It was just, mwah, it was it was beautiful. Um, and then he uh, you know came back on the other side of the floor, and then they you know went back and forth a little bit. There were some 
other sort of stuff going on, some shenanigans. I'm going to just call it shenanigans and be nice to the referees. But uh, And then Luca, you know, got, got the pass in, into Brunson in the corner, and uh, Brunson splashed it. And then Uwundu later got uh, sealed the deal with a couple free throws, and and we ended up pulling this game out. I <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Uh, I was watching the game live, and uh, I thought we were gonna lose. I turned it off for a second, and then I had to take a breath, and then I, I got back in the game. But <laughs> it was one of those things where it was just like, oh, no, we cannot lose on the first night of a back to back. It's going to be rough for us if we if we drop this game but we pulled out spurs are a good team now both of us are eight and eight um so it's gonna be interesting how the uh how the our division shakes out you know Uh, a lot of teams are kind of struggling in our division a lot of injuries and sort of other things going on so uh it's gonna be tight I, i still kind of wish that we still had the rule that if we win our division, we automatically get our playoff spot. But that rule does not exist anymore, so we got to fight harder because uh, I do think we probably could win our division um, and and get that home court advantage. But that rule doesn't exist anymore, so we have to uh, play better. We got to play a lot better. Um, you know, KP played solid. He played very good at the beginning of the game. I think he's still trying to get his legs. He was pretty much non-existent in the fourth quarter. Uh, didn't really get anything going. He's not good as a power forward. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. I like to keep it positive here, but uh, until he's center, he's not going to be KP. We learned that last year. We shouldn't have to learn that again. We just have no choice because we have to play him at the four sometimes uh, because Willie Collison has to be there for defensive purposes. And, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge... Uh, really cooked tonight. He played really well. DeRozan played really well. It helped that they got every foul call and we got none, but whatever. Uh, Aldridge having 26 and nine tonight. I mean, what more can you ask for, for a guy in his mid thirties, um, just out there, uh, ball and he was 11 for 18, you know, great game for him. I mean, he was a plus and a loss. So, uh, Got to give it to to Aldridge. DeRozan had 29 points, uh, six rebounds and six assists. He was getting whatever he wanted. A lot of that was attributed to he got any ticky-tack foul uh, ever, and Luka got beat up and got none. So we'll see. Whenever Luka starts not getting fouled uh, or getting his fouls called so people stop trying to foul him, uh, he will average like 40 points a game. Or he will have a lot less like BS injuries. Um, he's just getting his butt kicked out there, and um, it is it is very concerning. I don't know what the refs are thinking, and we're gonna get that report later that says he should have been called on. You know that he should have gotten way more foul calls, and it's a little too late. It's just like every every game. Oh, we missed this call. Oopsie, sorry. Yeah, well, we won anyway, so whatever. Um, you know, nothing really else notable on the Spurs, you know, Patty Mills, I thought did a solid job defending Luca. Um, you know, Rudy Gay did Rudy Gay things. I really like Rudy Gay. Uh, I would love him on this team, but it's just not in the cards. Um, but 
you know, we got the win. I'm happy. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll go into the individual stats. All right. So I want to kick this off by talking about the unsung hero on a lot of different nights. And that's Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 21 points, two rebounds tonight, but he was eight for 12 tonight. Super efficient night, two for six from three. And he was doing a lot of things. He was getting to the basket. Uh, He was able to finish. He had a transition dunk that was really nice today. Um, He has just been making really good, uh, you know, shot selection. There was a time where there was a swing play to him, and he just held his space, kept his spacing, waiting for the pass, and hit an open three, then came back right again and hit in the same exact spot. He's just been really consistent. You know, the thing with Tim Hardaway Jr. is you are going to get one bad game a week from him, but the rest of the time he's going to be on. And he's not just going to be on. He's going to be super efficient. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr., check this stat out, okay? He's averaging 8.5 attempts from three a game. That's a lot. That is a lot of attempts, especially for a player that's not an all-star. 8.5 three-point attempts a game, and he's shooting 40% from three on 8.5 attempts a game. I haven't seen what that is um, in the top NBA as far as the amount of attempts to percentage, but last year he was in the top 10. So I think he's probably still up there, and he's shooting even more attempts this year and hitting at a higher clip so far. I mean, he was basically 40% last year, but if he keeps this up, I mean... How do you not like that? How do you not like that? I mean, the grass is always greener, but I think people always sort of are either indifferent or down on Tim Hardaway Jr. And I think, you know, a lot of people that know basketball, most of the people that I interact with on Twitter and everything else, they understand his value. But it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what happens next year because, you know, is he going to want too much money? Probably so he's probably going to go on and get get the bag again, but um, it, he's the glue guy on this team offensively. And there's so many games where we're just in a drought, and it's only because he's not hitting his shots, uh, and we just really need that. He comes in and gets those shots, and and just puts the offense together. He's like the he's like the rug, you know, on um, you know the Big Lebowski. He just he just ties the offense together, man. He's just. He's just one of those dudes, and I think a lot of people take him for granted. So that's my rant on Tim Hardaway Jr. He's really improved his getting to the basket and his mid-range game. I'm pro Tim Hardaway Jr. I almost want them to re-sign him. Uh, we'll see if like if there's no big trades in the in the works, and and it's just you know it's just the off season and whatever. It's like, eh, hey Timmy, will you take like a little team friendly deal? And we'll just give you as many years as you want. Or will you, you know, take only a couple years and we'll just give you the bag for a couple years? You know, I I don't know how we can keep him on the team, but I would really like to. And that is Tim Hardaway Jr. Doncic almost had a triple-double tonight. Uh, 36 points, 9 rebounds, 11 assists. He was 13 for 28. And you know, four for 12 on threes. He's taking way too many threes. He should never be taking that many threes. Um, you know, I will say that Doncic did some really important things early in the game that kept us 
in the game and just set the tone. But I think that the last uh, fourth quarter was sus for most of the fourth quarter. And then, um, you know, there were stretches in the third where he, I mean, he basically got all his points in the first half. So he had, uh, you know, 11, four and four in like six minutes into the game. He just started out on fire and he's been doing that. He's been starting out on fire and then just disappearing. Uh, I really hope next year he's just taking cardio to a whole new level as far as his, his, um, you know, just his focus. I think he's got all the tools. He's got all the tricks and all that stuff. He's just got to get his cardio right. And I understand he's a big boy and he's never going to be a muscular dude or whatever. Um, but he's just got to get his cardio up at least, you know, to the level it was, was a, as a rookie because he was hitting those shots and he had the energy. Uh, obviously, he was 19 then, but he's not, it's not like he's an old man. He's 21 years old. So um, he gets his cardio up and he's just a different player. Uh, you give him a night or two off. And he's just a completely different player, and he plays out of his mind. Uh, we saw that in the bubble. We gave him uh, that break in the middle of the bubble, and he just came out firing and just insane. So I I, I think the thing with Doncic is it's just going to come in time. But he added a lot of really cool stuff to his bag. He, You know, the, this turnaround fadeaway uh, off the glass stuff is pretty interesting. Him, him being able to utilize the glass... I like his mid-range game. He's shooting 73% uh, from shots from uh, 15 to 19 feet, um, which is super high. I'm pretty sure that's the best in the league. Uh, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the best in the league. Um, You know, still 73% on drives. Like, he's still doing amazing things. He's a very good mid-range shooter. He's actually a better mid-range shooter than Kawhi is right now um which is interesting and you know he, he's improved his defense so I I think he's going to be all right I just would like him to have a better shot selection his playmaking selection is amazing and elite and it's gotten even better this year but nobody can hit open shots he spoon-fed a bunch of shooters tonight and it was just bricks, just bricks, bricks. They're building a condo out there in uh, San Antonio. I don't know what's going on, but, well, I do know what's going on. We have half the team out, and most of our spot-up shooters are gone. So um, it is what it is. We just got to see what this team looks like uh, when they're all healthy because we still have not seen a fully healthy Mavericks team this year, and we are a little bit of the way through, so we'll see. Um, Porzingis, 21-8-1. That's pretty much what I expect from him for a while until he can be full-time center and uh, have a good power forward next to him. Like, uh, you know, could I interest you in a uh, guy that can guard the perimeter really well, uh, you know, defend the rim and hit 45%, 46% from three? Is that something you might be interested in? Well, hopefully we get, uh, you know, Maxi Kleba back and he's the perfect um, Robin to the KP Batman we could ask for. So uh, once he gets back, I I see KP going on a totally different level. Um, And, you know, 21-8-1, that's not bad. He he was 50% from the floor. 
three for five from three. Uh, solid, efficient game. He played 33 minutes tonight. He was a plus 24 to leave, lead all scorers so, or, or lead all players. So I really liked his performance tonight, but he just disappeared in the fourth. And I, I think he's just getting his legs back under him. And, you know, he did have to uh, defend Aldridge, who had a really good game as well. So it is what it is. Brunson actually had a pretty good night, too. 16, 4, and 6. Uh, efficient, 6 for 11 and 3 for 5, respectively. Uh, hit his free throw that he got. Um, he was a plus 12. I, I, I liked what he was doing. He still sometimes, he had a really bad play where he just tried to take on three defenders and fell down at the rim, basically. Try, he just, he should have seen that and then just pass the ball and try to get something else. It was early in the shot clock. I just don't like him playing hero ball. He's like a, uh, Wesley Matthews is a point guard sometimes out there and uh, like a combo between Wes and Barnes <laughs> out there, just tunnel vision, uh, ill-advised shot sometimes. And then sometimes he does amazing things like hits that three at the very end to kind of seal it. So I really like flashes of him. I think once he, he did play with the starting unit and he always plays a little bit better with, with the starting unit. Um, he showed up, and that's pretty much all you can ask for from him. He, he's just playing himself back into into the rhythm of the NBA. Josh Green, my boy. Josh Green screens. Listen, if you saw that tweet earlier, Josh Green screens. Josh Green, get at me. Let's start this business to sell green screens to YouTubers, man. We just got to do the Josh Green screens and uh, make it an empire. Anyway. Uh, only two points tonight, but you know, it's Josh Green. Like the point, the two points he did have was a nice transition dunk. He just plays defense, sets amazing screens, and and just moves around a lot and, and gives the defender a lot of work to do. And I love it. And uh, I don't care. I mean, that's just, uh, that's the MO of Uwandu and, and Green is the, they don't care that they score two points in the game. It's everything else that they're doing to help the team because, uh, you know, we got players like Luke and KP and, and other guys to, to do all the scoring. The the dirty work, the unsung hero of the, of the game is always that Eddie Nahara, you know, type player that's just going to get scrappy and energetic and just and do all the, the dirty things that you need. And I really like Josh Green's um, passing as well. He had a really good pass. Uh, in the game, he, he's uh, he's proven to be a solid passer there, good decision maker. Um, you know, it's going to take time for him offensively. He did miss, and I don't think he's made a three all year, but I think once he hits one, it's going to be a little bit better for him. He got a wide open one. The form looked good. He just needs a little bit of confidence. That's it, you know. I really wish the G League would have been a thing this year because I really think that it, it would have definitely benefited him and Terry greatly. Um, James Johnson offensively was not good. He was two for seven over three. You know, he did some good things, I guess. I just don't think it was his night. I think maybe he's, uh, he's kind of in a slump right now. I think he's just trying to find his way in the rotation. Um, you know, he's getting the minutes, but I think a lot of the minutes are with the bench and, 
you know, he, he just doesn't seem like he really has a lot right now. Uh, and I'm not sure if he's just playing a lot of minutes and wearing himself out playing a bunch of defense or what, but his shot just is not falling at all. So we'll have to see what's up with that. Uwundu is the defensive player of the game, the, the belt holder at this moment. He is the champion. Um, you know, he played solid defense. I, I don't know if I'd call him the champion, but he did what he did. Um, two points, four rebounds, uh, 0 for 3, 0 for 1. So, But he made two free throws to seal the game. So I'll give it to him. I'll give it to you, Uwendu. It's when it matters, it matters. Trey Burke was... There's a couple things I liked about Trey Burke today. Uh, he played really good defense, and he fought through the screens. He was fighting through the screens, was not going to give up those easy, uncontested shots. Props to him for doing that. He was scrappy on defense. Um, you know, And he was 5 for 10 from the field, 50%. Two for five from three. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take it. He 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 had twenty one points. He he was doing some pivotal things, and he had been hitting the the threes he does make are at opportune times, and uh, you know I appreciate that. Willie Colley Stein's got some issues. He, you know he was seven for four. I mean I'm sorry he was he had seven points and four rebounds. He was three for four from the field. Didn't really do a lot. Missed a dunk. Um, but he was a negative 16. That's got to be his worst uh, plus minus outing of the of the you know of the season. So that's it for the stat recap and the game recap. But you know, I do want to reflect. We have Houston tomorrow. You know, if we can get that win in Houston, I mean, we're going to be in good shape. We'll still be in the playoff hunt. If we don't, it's not the end of the world, but I would... I, okay, so I have a theory, and I know, you know, HIPAA, whatever. Um, I don't want to disrespect any of the players and their health, and health is super important. But I have a theory that Josh Richardson, may he may not play tomorrow, but I do think he's going to be back soon. And the reason why I say that is because he um, had... Uh, Instagram video of him driving his car. And I think if he was still in quarantine, he probably wouldn't be driving. He'd be ordering Uber Eats like all of the rest of us sitting at home doing nothing. Now, I'm not judging Josh Green. I mean, uh, Josh Richardson. And he's a grown man. He can do whatever he wants. And maybe he didn't interact with a single person while he was driving. But I have a theory that maybe, just maybe, it's a sign that he's... Uh, you know, he's a smart guy and Richardson is, um, you know, I'm an Arsenal fan. He's an Arsenal fan. We're, we're just soulmates. We're, we're just kindred spirits. You know, we're bros. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know who I am, but we're bros. And, uh, I got to think that he would know he would get flack if he was just driving around with the vid. But, um, you know, I think he may be back soon. I think he's the guy that comes back first. And uh, he has seemed a little bit more lively on all of his stuff. We haven't heard anything from Dwight Powell. We haven't really... I've seen Maxi Kleba like some stuff, but I haven't really seen any sort of other stuff from him. So, 
you know, I have, I suspect that they may have uh, both, you know, I, I don't want to speculate, but I, I will say that I, I have a feeling that Richardson may be back soon. And some other people have also speculated that as well. I could be completely wrong. And uh, I mean, no offense to anyone for, you know, just speculating a little bit. Um, I really hope so, because I think he is the one player that we need to be back the most besides Maxi, And I know that Maxi's is going to take a little bit of time uh, to come back. So we heard word that uh, two players did test positive and they were getting having symptoms. Uh, there were more than two, but two, two of the players that did test positive were having symptoms and then one was positive but didn't. So I think that what that tells me is that one person may be coming back before the other two do. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I want to respect their privacy and their, uh, you know, medical uh, situation to at the most respect I can. Um, but I I will speculate that you know it, it may we may see somebody back, but it may not be uh, all three. So we'll see. Um, after that rant, I would like to s- some good news to come out of of all of this. Uh, JJ, my boy, JJ Barea, he's no longer on the unemployment list. Yes, we can uh, count that off of our our staggering unemployment percentage uh, in this country. JJ Barea, well, it's not even in this country, so I can't count it, but JJ Barea has a job. He has a job. He is going to be playing basketball as a job at Estudiantes in Spain, and I am so happy for him. Congratulations to JJ. He's getting to do what he loves in probably, you know, uh, probably the second best um, league in in the world. So I am very happy for him. Congratulations, JJ Barea. I am now a... Um, Estudiantes fan. I'm very, very proud of you, bro. And I know that's what he wanted to do. I think that the biggest thing for me about JJ is that he just wants the ball, man. His his entire life, uh, he grew up, you know, as a world-class tennis player. Like, he was, uh, you know, ranked really high, actually, as a tennis player as a kid in Puerto Rico, I think he was like the best tennis player in Puerto Rico or something crazy like that. I can't remember exactly, but um, the thing with him is he's always, and he, he gave up playing tennis to play basketball. And he, you know, he started to, he wanted to play a team sport. He's always been a team guy. And wow. Uh, you know, he cried, he wept on on that podium when he announced that he was going to retire from the Mavericks. Uh, well, maybe not retire, but not be on the Mavericks anymore. And uh, it's just got to be really rough for him to sit so long and not know what his, his future is. Because I do believe that, you know, this is just, this is a guy that two years ago was playing some of the best basketball on any bench in the NBA and he tore his Achilles and he fought back and came back 
to play in the uh, NBA again. And, you know, usually players need a little bit more time than that. But uh, the thing with JJ is he's he's just a fiery, resilient dude. But, I mean, when I saw Mark Stein tweet out uh, that JJ Bray is finalizing an agreement to sign with Estudiantes, um, I was super, super happy. And I'm going to try to get some, I'm going to try to find some way to, uh, you know, watch his games. I mean, I don't know how, how, uh, much they're going to be on any sort of TV. I mean, they're, they're not exactly the top of the league at ACB, but, um, it'll be really interesting to see him play against maybe some competition. That's a little bit, uh, closer to his, his level now, you know, I think him as a, uh, you know, mid thirties guy who could hang in the NBA, see what he does, in in a different offense maybe he he brings those guys up to a different level so that'll be really interesting to see I think we all should be Estudiantes fans at least this season so that's gonna wrap it up uh I had a really good time tonight watching the Mavericks play I think we played a really good game and I think in the future uh we will be just getting better and better and better and I think it's just a matter of time I think the whole experiment of everyone defending Luka in a box in one uh, kind of died with the Pacers. I think it's going to be a lot less. We're going to see that. Raptors got one over on us because of it. But I think it's time that we, you know, and we may lose tomorrow, but I think we're still going to be in the hunt. It's just a matter of time before we get our guys back and and sort of figure out the the KP situation I'd really like to see James Johnson get more run at the four. So we'll we'll see about that. But that'll be it, guys. I will leave you with these messages. If you'd like to support this Mavs podcast, please follow and tweet me at Kabam Sports and Kabam Media. I will be there with all the other Mavs fans tweeting about Dallas Mavericks basketball. Also, if you'd like to follow me on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes and leave a five-star review. I'd greatly appreciate it. It gets the product out there for everyone to hear to talk mouse basketball. I really appreciate all of you, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.